is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. America, Mark Levin here. I hope you're well. Let's jump right in. I watched Biden's press, whatever you want to call it. He called for a two-state solution after this is all done. He attacked the Jews in Judea and Samaria as settlers and extremists. He's been lying and covering up American military casualties over the last week. And he's been lying to the American people overall, and I'm going to get to that in a moment. But that also means the Secretary of State, the National Security Advisor, Kirby, and the others have been lying to we the people. And now that the House, finally the Republicans have a new speaker... It's time to get to the bottom of this, and much more. What else has he lied about? You'll notice how coy they are when they talk about Iran. Iran, of course, Iran has an influence. But Iran, there's no evidence, had any direct role. So the American media keeps giving cover to this bombastic buffoon and his lies. Except now and then, now and then, a real story squirts out. This is uh, the Wall Street Journal via the Times of Israel. Listen to this. Hundreds of Palestinian terrorists underwent, quote, specialized combat training, unquote, in Iran weeks before the group's murderous onslaught against Israel, according to a Wednesday report, that is today, in the Wall Street Journal. The newspaper is citing, quote, people familiar with intelligence, unquote, surrounding the brutal Hamas massacre on October 7, reported that 500 members of both Hamas and Palestinian Islamic 
Jihad, took part in training last month led by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. Israel has repeatedly accused Iran of being a key force behind the coordinated Hamas attack on Israel, in which it succeeded in disabling the high-tech Gaza border fence and streaming across the border to carry out its devastating assault on nearby communities, which included taking at least 224 people hostage. Iran has welcomed the Hamas assault, but denies it played a role in its planning. According to the Wall Street Journal report, Iranian Brigadier General Ismail Khani, the head of Quds Force, attended the training activities led by the IRGC. Hours before the report was published, IDF spokesman Rear Admiral Daniel Haggery pointed a finger directly at Iran for helping to plan the brutal attack. Haggery said at a press conference Wednesday that Iran had directly aided Hamas, quote, before the war, with training, supplying weapons, money, and technological know-how, unquote. Even now, he added, Iran, quote, Iranian, Iranian aid to Hamas continues in the form of intelligence and online incitement against the state of Israel. Meeting with French President Emmanuel Macron, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu echoed comments he's made to other visiting world leaders that Israel's facing an access of evil led by Iran, Hezbollah, Hamas, the Houthis, their minions who are fighting to bring back the Middle East, the world, to the early Middle Ages. The Wall Street Journal has reported that Iranian security officials, quote, gave the green light, unquote, for the assault at a meeting in Beirut, five days before October 7, citing senior members of Hamas and Lebanon's Iran-backed Hezbollah movement. But U.S. officials pushed back, pushed back against the report saying its intelligence did not show a direct link between Iranian officials and the attack, while noting that Tehran is a longtime backer of Hamas. It'll be crucially important that the House Committee on Intelligence, the House Committee on Foreign Affairs, and the House Armed Services Committee find out what the hell went on here, and still going on. Comments to the U.N. Security Council Tuesday, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said it is no secret that for years Iran has supported Hamas, Hezbollah, and the Houthis, now, and other groups that continue to carry out attacks on Israel. So why, why are they allowing them to be funded with oil money? I mean, nobody stops and says, then what are you doing, you moron, you clown, you putz? In response, Iran's permanent representatives to the UN Emir Salid Arali lashed out at Blinken for what he called his attempt to wrongly place the blame on Iran. Iran categorically rejects these groundless allegations, he said. A week earlier, Blinken said the U.S. does not have direct evidence that Iran was involved in the attack. Iranian supreme lowlife, the Fuhrer, Khamenei accused the U.S. of directing strikes that Israel has been carrying out on Hamas, calling the U.S. a definite accomplice of criminals during a speech in Tehran. Mm -hmm. On Sunday, Tehran threatened Israel that the region could spiral out of control if the war in Gaza continues. And it goes on. But what's different here is the report that 500 Hamas 
and Palestinian Islamic Jihad terrorists were trained in Iran. The Iranian Quds forces. And our administration denies any direct link. Now this is problematic. In fact, Joe Biden and his administration is in a full court lie about everything that's taking place. Everything. And uh, I want to read something to you that I wrote and I posted online because if you're smart, you don't go online very much. I have to from time to time anyway to push back against the corrupt Democrat Party Hamas supporting media. And here's what I said. I wrote, I have to find it. Biden is sabotaging Israel and America. The Biden administration has intentionally created a situation in the Middle East where it is becoming increasingly difficult for Israel to launch a full-scale ground operation against Hamas in Gaza. I'm not saying they won't, but it's becoming difficult and complicated. The administration's rhetoric is more and more bellicose, and more and more conditions are being set publicly and behind the scenes militarily on Israel's leadership and military. And we, the American public, are being misled and lied to by our own government. The Biden regime does not have Israel's back. It doesn't even have our back. Every day that goes by, Hamas and the other Nazi groups and regimes, such as Iran, Syria, Qatar, Hezbollah, the Palestinian Authority, and others, are buying time to plan their attacks on Israel and support from Hamas and Hezbollah Nazi terrorists. In Gaza, the enemy is fortifying its positions, especially its tunnel network, while the Biden administration has organized the world around a quote-unquote humanitarian effort to get goods and medicine into Gaza, while Egypt blocks the main passageway for the Palestinians to leave. Not another country's army anywhere on the planet is expected or pressured to do such a thing. Of course, not one Arab country will accept the Palestinians. The Biden administration's pressure on Egypt is minimal, as is its effort, if there are any, for any Arab or Muslim country to take Palestinians into their country. Biden, Blinken, and the rest of the regime's leaders repeatedly signal to the enemy that they do not want to open any other fronts in this war. Of course not. But why would they continually telegraph their greatest concerns to the Iranian regime that will use those concerns to its benefit and, strategic and strategize accordingly? Has it occurred to the President and Secretary of State that it already has spread to Hezbollah and that our own military has been repeatedly attacked by Iran's proxies? And by the way, they've been covering the uh, numbers up. The same Iran that killed and maimed Americans in Iraq and elsewhere with no effective response? The same Iran that is still receiving billions of dollars in oil revenue because Biden refused to enforce existing sanctions against Iran. The same Iran that Biden and Blinken rearmed and appeased. They're still funding Iran's war regime and their terrorist proxies and are developing nukes without any plan by Biden and Blinken to stop them. The same Biden regime that hired four Iranian special pleaders and spies to try to convince the Iranians to get back into the disastrous Obama nuclear deal and installed Israel-hating Mahar Bitar 
as senior director for the intelligence programs at the National Security Council, where he sits right now. The same Biden regime that has nominated Jack Lew as our ambassador to Israel. And I want to deal with Rand Paul later. Despite his role in appeasing Iran with billions in payments under Obama and more. The Biden regime is pressuring Israel to do things no army can accomplish. One, feed and medicate the citizens who occupy the territory where the enemy is dug in and from which it slaughters Israelis. Two, destroy the enemy which hides among its population and holds hostages without hurting any citizens or hostages. Number three, conduct urban warfare, building to building, room to room, with tunnels and IEDs, without harming any mosques, UN sites, schools, and hospitals, which are used by the enemy to launch attacks on Israelis and hide the enemy. And four, do nothing that might cause Iran, which is funding it all thanks to Biden's policies, to expand the war, even though Iran is expanding the war and attacking our forces through surrogates. And I might add, there's never a word by Biden, Blinken, or any others in the Biden regime about the lives of young IDF soldiers, most of whom are reservists, and their well-being and safety. Never. And the Biden regime has implanted a Marine general, not merely to advise the Israelis, but to watch over their military and interfere with their war effort. Biden seeks to be a disastrous commander-in-chief, not just in our country, but in Israel. They're using the provision of weapons as a condition to oppose on the Israelis what they may or may not do with those weapons. That is, blackmailing them on military decisions. And diplomatically, the Biden regime is working with our European allies to pressure Israel not to fight the kind of war they must fight to prevent future terrorist attacks from Hamas. But they keep lying to us about their full support for Israel. Indeed, they publicly and continuously lecture Israel about complying with the rules of law and proportionality, which the Biden regime interpret wrongly and intentionally, to mean don't fight the war to obliterate the enemy. And of course, Biden and Blinken calculate that the more time that passes, the less support there will be for Israel to defend itself. Hamas knows this as well. That's why it took over 200 hostages and uses them as military pawns. They know Biden paid $6 billion to the enemy for five hostages. The Biden regime is busy seeking an impossible peace rather than victory. Blinken said as much in a recent tweet today. So the Biden regime, which destroyed actual peace under Trump's policies and blew up the Middle East, where only a few years ago Iran was on its back, the Palestinian terrorists were defunded, and Arab and Muslim countries entered into multiple peace deals with Israel, is seeking to appease the terrorists it has unleashed. And Israel's very existence, as well as the well-being of American forces in the region, are now at stake. We've gone from peace under Trump and his foreign policy of peace through strength to horrific terrorism and war under Biden's policy of appeasement and worse. Financial support for our enemies. This is why Israel has not yet ordered its military to go into Gaza. The Biden regime is threatening it and opposing its disastrous and deadly ideology on Israel. But Israel must act and act soon. If after the genocidal murder and atrocities committed against Israel, Hamas is not destroyed and lives to slaughter another day, Iran acquires its nuclear weapon, Hezbollah becomes even better equipped with more advanced weapons, and our putative so-called Arab allies in the Middle East see their own survival as joining the access of evil or acquiescing to it, which we're already beginning to see. 
The United States and Israel, as well as the rest of the free world, will be imperiled like never before since the end of World War II. And this is how wars expand and become world wars. Iran, Russia, China, North Korea are already exploiting the Biden regime's insanity. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals all right, folks, we need to look in the mirror, too, here. This guy, Rand Paul, there was a vote today, a hearing, then a vote on the nomination of Jack Lew. Jack Lew was the mastermind behind the Iran deal that transferred billions of dollars to the enemy state. Uh, including the ransom money, $1.7, $1.9 billion in cash and so forth, as well as other monies that poured into Iran via other countries. Jack Lew, like Blinken, is a self-hating Jew. He is a radical leftist. He is welcome in all these anti-Israel forums in which he speaks. And so he's up for ambassador to to Israel from the United States. And all the Republicans held firm on the committee and voted no except for one. Rand Paul. I want to discuss this in more detail when we return because there is that element within the Republican Party. He's not alone. Some of them are in the media. But act like they hate America. I'll be right back. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals. 
Mark Levin, radio's hell-raising intellectual. Call now, 877-381-3811. I got an email this morning. I get many. From Matt Schlapp, the chairman of the American Conservative Union and CPAC. And he wrote me, he said, I was on the plane... And I started reading your book, The Democrat Party Hates America. And he said he learned things and his eyes were open in a way they hadn't been before. This is the head of the ACU. And he's not alone. He's not alone. So before the window of opportunity closes on your ability to acquire a copy of this book, for a little over 16 bucks on Amazon at 45% off for the holidays too. Those of you who've not jumped in, I still want to encourage you after all these months to do exactly that. And what you will learn if you are black, if you're Jewish, is that the Democrat Party has always hated you. What you will learn, if you're Asian and Hispanic, is that the Democrat Party has always hated you. And what you will learn if you're white, which is sort of an umbrella category for everybody else, you'll learn that the Democrat Party hates your guts right now. Because the Democrat Party is a party based on a foreign ideology. It'll do whatever it has to do to accumulate power. But one thing it won't do is embrace the country. Chapter 2. The Democrat Party Hates America. The Civil War is not only a breathtakingly bloody dispute between the North and the South, the Union and the Confederacy and anti-slavery and pro-slavery forces, but a battle between the Republican Party and the Democrat Party. The latter conflict of which is rarely mentioned and certainly not emphasized. Indeed, for major elements of the Democrat Party, the Civil War did not end in 1865. It's still taking place today. Just different issues and different grounds and different actors. The leading so-called progressive intellectuals, American Marxists, the late 1800s and early 1900s, Included Woodrow Wilson, prominent Democrat who was president, I'm getting to a point, stick with me, of Princeton University. He'd become governor of New Jersey. He was an accomplished racist activist. In his academic work on American history, Wilson was friendly to the Ku Klux Klan mission of suppressing blacks. And he was forgiving of its terror tactics. When he was president of Princeton, he expressed his pride that no African-American students had been admitted during his tenure. As governor in 1911, Wilson signed into law a eugenics bill titled An Act to Authorize and Provide for the Sterilization of Feeble-Minded, Including Idiots, Imbeciles, and Morons, Epileptics, Rapists, Certain Criminals, and Other Defectives, which was later struck down by the New Jersey Supreme Court. Other defectives, including Blacks. Current Princeton University professor Thomas Leonard writes, Eugenics describes a movement to improve human heredity by the social control of human breeding. 
based on the assumption that differences in human intelligence, character, and temperament are largely due to differences in heredity. Wilson's backing for eugenics was common among progressives, and deemed progressivism and eugenics were interdependent. It was the broadest of churches. Professor Leonard said it was mainstream, it was popular to the point of faddishness, it was supported by leading figures in the newly emerging science of genetics. It appealed to an extraordinary range of political ideologies. And it survived the Nazis. Eugenic ideas were not new in the progressive era, but they acquired new impetus with the progressive era, advent of more expansive government. It's little noted that the American eugenics movement influenced Adolf Hitler and his policies and ultimately contributed to the Holocaust. PBS spoke to historian Daniel Kevels, who explained people tend to think that eugenics was a doctrine that originated with the Nazis, that it was grounded in wild claims that were far outside the scientific mainstream. Both of those impressions are fundamentally not true. Well, where did it originate then? In the Democrat Party! That's where it originated! In that damn Democrat Party! That's where. Historian Jonathan Spiro added that the United States has the reputation of being on the forefront of scientific endeavor. When Adolf Hitler was in prison, he read Madison, this is a lawyer, Madison grants the passing of the great race. A fan letter saying, this book is my Bible, and when he wrote Mein Kampf, his autobiography, he said, we Germans must emulate what the Americans are doing. What Americans are doing? Which ones? Which ones? We know which ones. The same ones now who push abortion on demand. Those Americans. One of the most avid and influential advocates of eugenics was Margaret Sanger. The founder of Planned Parenthood. That the Democrat Party protects at all costs. One of the great anti-Semites who supported the Third Reich in Hitler was Joseph Kennedy Sr. Back-channeling communications to the Third Reich against his own country. Against the Jews. He was ambassador to Britain. Our own State Department in the New Deal under Franklin Roosevelt despite the fact that the Jewish quota had not been met, not even close, turned back a quarter of a million Jews who were trying to escape the gas chambers. Franklin Roosevelt. There should be no surprise, none, none whatsoever, that the Democrat Party is the home to terrorists supporting members of the House of Representatives to terrorists supporting tenured professors, to terrorists supporting students, to terrorists supporting media. They own the damn culture, and the culture reflects their ideology. That's why this is important. That's why the book is important. 
Because it's affecting our everyday lives and the lives of others. And that's why in the hands of Biden, Israel is in deep trouble. Deep trouble. Because Biden's already talking about a two-state solution. And Biden will not allow the Israelis to obliterate their enemy. He's funding their damn enemy. He's funding the Iranians that are funding Hamas, that are funding Hezbollah, funding the Houthis, attacking again American forces. That's the Democrat Party. Hakeem Jeffries, uncle, was a sickening and is a sickening anti-Semite. Hakeem Jeffries came to his defense when he had a prominent position in a student body in a college, university in New York. He was an adult. He was a grown adult. Came to his uncle's defense when he's been confronted with it once or twice. He plays stupid. I don't know anything about this. The Democrat Party that not only tolerates Talib and Omar and AOC and the other Hitlerians. That's right, the other Hitlerians. Won't do anything about it. Well, they talk about MAGA Republicans. And in the meantime, the one man who kept this country safe who had his foot on Iran's throat, who defunded the Palestinian terrorists, who kept China in check and Russia in check and North Korea in check. Peace was breaking out through the Middle East. Peace, for God's sakes, is in court today where a Democrat elected judge is trying to humiliate him with fines and penalties, with an unconstitutional gag order, We're in Washington, D.C. Another gag order. Another attempt to humiliate him. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or a 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals the Democrat Party. You're not getting the straight news in this country. Not even 10% of it. Not even 10% of it. 
the New York Times. The New York Times. If it was any other corporation, it would have been banned. He gave aid and comfort and absolute cover and support. Propagandizing for Stalin. Propagandizing for Adolf Hitler, for God's sakes. As well as Franklin Roosevelt. Propagandizing right now. On behalf of the terrorists. Do you know how many times these terrorist bastards have attacked Americans in this country? Scores. Scores of times. Including 9-11, but not just 9-11. And for the Biden, FBI, and Justice Department, the greatest threat in America is you. Those of you who support Trump, it's you. You're the greatest threat in America. Not these Hamas front groups, phony student groups on our college campuses. No, no, it's you. White supremacists, parents, Catholics, pro-lifers. You're the problem, don't you understand? I've had enough of this crap. I've had enough of it. I've had enough of this president, this administration, their lies, their cover-ups, their censorship, their destruction of this country in every respect. Two-state solution, Biden says. Who the hell does he think he is? And what would that second state look like? I think we just tried out a two-state solution, didn't we? And the pressure on the Israelis is an impossible, impossible task. Feed your enemy. Medicate your enemy. Give your enemy fuel. Hand-to-hand combat in alleys. In apartment buildings. In rooms. One room. One closet to the other. But whatever you do, don't hurt a citizen. Whatever you do, don't hurt a hostage. Whatever you do, don't harm a mosque or a hospital or anything else. No army on the face of the earth could ever ever fight a war this way and expect to win. None. None. Meanwhile, this dumb bastard in the Oval Office has said, that's right. Report it. Record it. Americans are being injured. 31 Americans were slaughtered and murdered. What has he done about it? Not a damn thing. Don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. And what are you going to do about it, Biden? What are you going to do about it? And then I got to listen to Rand Paul and these other a-holes. Got to listen to these people tell us that we're the imperialists. That we're the ones that are trying to expand us into a world war. I thought they were America first, not America last. I've seen their types before. And so have you. In the lead up to World War II, you saw them. They claim to be for America first. They were isolationists. They talk about never-ending wars. It was after World War I, all the horror that took place in the middle of a depression. Same words, same propaganda, and the enemy attacked us. They attacked us at Pearl Harbor. And it took 16 million American soldiers to fight back. It took two atomic bombs to win. 
It took hundreds of thousands of American Yanks, red-blooded Americans, their death because of these isolationist bastards. We have a problem, you see, America. The enemy is not isolationist. The enemy is globalist. The enemy is interventionist. So rather than using prudence, now we're going to find the, follow the same ideology of a hundred years ago that killed many of your ancestors. Except this time they all have nukes. All of them. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. The new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. By the way, I love it when one of these eight knuckleheads takes credit for this guy, Mike Johnson. These people are pathetic. They are just pathetic. They claim victory no matter what. We lost three weeks. Three weeks. To conduct oversight hearings. To do all the things a majority does. The Democrats never do that to themselves. Ever. And we'll never get those three weeks back. And if we lose the House... If we lose the House, that's three weeks that the Democrats were more than happy to participate in taking from the Republican majority. I just want to point that out. Now, there was a vote less than an hour ago, and Bill Malusian was there. This guy's great, by the way, just great. Ten members of the House voted no on a resolution to condemn Hamas attacks on Israel today. Six voted present. Passed overwhelmingly 412 to 10 with the six present. All were Democrats but one. All were Democrats but, but one. And I'm embarrassed for him and by him. And I'll get to him in a minute. Those who said no. We're not going to vote for a resolution to condemn Hamas terrorist attacks on Israel. Include Jamal Bowman, who was charged with a crime. We'll have to go to court tomorrow, but he already has a plea deal. Three months good behavior. His his record will be wiped clean. I want you to compare that to the people who sat in prison and are sitting in prison for doing a lot less than that on January 6th. Cory Bush, Andre Carson, Al Green, Summer Lee, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Dahlia Ramirez, 
Chicago. Rashida Talib. Nine. Nine. And the one Republican, Thomas Massey, Mr. Producer. Because when it comes to issues involving Israel and foreign policy, he is Rand Paul. Rand Paul is Ron Paul. And if they had their way, we'd all be dead. Who voted present? All Democrats. Greg Cesar of Texas. Joaquin Castro of Texas. Choi Garcia of Illinois. Pramilia Jayapal, the head of the progressive whatever. Seattle. Ayanna Presley, Democrat, Boston. Nadia Valaquez, Democrat, New York City. Sixteen people effectively wouldn't vote to condemn Hamas's terrorism. Fifteen of whom are Democrats. Think about that. Tom Massey, I know you listen to the show. If you want to call in, call in, brother. You too, Rand Paul. More than happy to deal with this. Man to man. No problem at all. Sure, you have some bizarre theory. Well, let's hear it. These terrorists in the Middle East are the modern day Nazis. You know, I don't know what else has to be done to prove it. What is it that they should have done to persuade these people in the streets? And would my fellow conservatives, whether they're on Conservative Talk Radio or Fox or OAN or Newsmax, and maybe they're doing it, would you please explain what Students for Justice in Palestine is? I do it on radio. I've done it on my weekend shows. It's a Hamas front group. It's part of the Hamas network. Come on, get your minds around this. Understand, we've been infiltrated. We've been infiltrated. I have a question for Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski. When you are at a network... And that network is prime time platform to Joy Reid, who is a known bigot and racist and homophobe. When he gives a platform to Mahdi, who is a known bigot and racist and anti Semite, when he gives a platform to Al Sharpton, who clearly, when you look at his background, is or was the same thing. Why don't you resign in protest? Have you no moral core? I know. It's Trump every day. I got it. I know it's the Republicans every day. I got it. But look in the mirror. You have a corporation in Comcast that has this outlet, MSNBC. 
that spews more hate and now is significantly pro-terrorist. And you don't object to anything. Nothing. It's all Trump, Trump, Trump. Why deflect? You see what's going on. Why give cover to pro-terrorist, pro-Nazi, pro-Hamas Democrats and hosts? Why do you do that? I have a question for Nicole Wallace, who was Republican strategist, close to John McCain. You think John McCain would be proud of you today, Nicole Wallace? Your whole show is about trashing Trump. Does it not bother you that your new Democrat Party and your new friends at MSNBC and all the friends and guests that you have on from media and from Congress are on the wrong side of history and morality? Or on the side of evil? Does that not bother you? Why haven't you resigned in protest? Why haven't you left your platform over there at MSNBC? And why do people go on that network and want to work for that network? I have a question for you, Maggie Haberman, Jeremy Peters, and the others at the New York Times. Are you not ashamed? Are you not ashamed working for a corporation that 80 short years ago covered up the Holocaust? Are you not ashamed of that? Are you not ashamed of working for that corporation which promotes Hamas in their headlines and their news coverage? Does that not bother you? You'd rather write about conservatives and Trump? Is that it? You have no moral core? Why would you want to work for the New York Times at all? Given it is a corporation... That has blood on its hands. Why would you do that? I have more questions. If you know the history of the Democrat Party. And you're black. And you know it's the party of slavery. And you know it's the party of segregation. And you know it's the party of Jim Crow. And you know it's the party of eugenics. And you know it's the party of the Klan. Why are you a Democrat? Well, because it's compassionate. It's not compassionate. Look at crime in the streets in the Democrat-run cities. Look at the failing schools where they won't allow school choice. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. You're being used. Franklin Roosevelt didn't lift a finger for black people, and he refused to sign a federal statute that was on his desk to outlaw lynching throughout the country. Look at him. Look at your history. Look at the history. Joe Biden? Joe Biden? 
What's that guy's name? The God? What does he call himself? Charmaine the God? I'm sorry. Charlemagne the God. He's come as close as anybody. But he still can't just get there. And call out Joe Biden for being the racist and the bigot he's always been. Close but no cigar. Close but no cigar. The Kennedy clan. Joseph Kennedy Sr. Back channeling to the Third Reich. You don't have any Republicans. Maybe one or two here, but you don't have any Republicans who conducted themselves this way. I'm not talking about one Democrat. I'm talking about the Democrat leadership presidents, ambassadors, State Department officials. This runs through their DNA. So if you're black, shouldn't you ask yourself why you're a Democrat? And then I want to ask Jews, being Jewish, how in the hell can you be a Democrat? How in the hell can you be a Democrat? When you see this vote today on the floor of the House. How can you vote for the same individuals as people who hate you? How can you do that? Those people on the streets today... On our college campuses, they're not Republicans. They're not Republicans. They're Democrats. If they vote at all, they're Democrats. They're not Republicans. Every radical Islamist and Marxist, there are some boneheaded Republicans, like Massey and Paul, especially on this issue, in my humble opinion. But that's different than being affirmatively for Hamas. How can you vote with these people? You vote for the same people as the people who hate you. Some of whom want to exterminate you. What is it going to take for you to open your eyes? What the hell is it going to take? I'm not saying you need to be Republican activists. You don't have to be any party whatsoever. But how can you be a Democrat? How can you be a Democrat? All the lies, the false narratives, the rewriting of their history. It's happening right in front of your eyes today as I speak. Those aren't Republicans carrying swastikas on their flags. Or the flag of Palestine in the name of Hamas. Care, C-A-I-R. It's an appendage of the Democrat Party. It's a Hamas front group. How can you live with that? Jewish Voices for Peace. Started by Noam Chomsky, among others. Renowned Israel hater. Consider themselves a wing 
a wing of the most vile, violent, anti-Semitic groups in the Middle East. How can you support these? Well, Mark, I don't really. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans about a veteran owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation, and Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this noble cause. And you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. And Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com. Slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and make the switch. Let's rally together, show our unwavering support for our veterans, get the best service at the best price as well. Visit puretalk.com slash Levin, puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and switch to Pure Talk today in less than 10 minutes. It's the right move, and it's the American way. Now we know that 24 American military service personnel have been injured some with traumatic brain injuries. So these rat bastards killed 31 Americans, hold 10 or 12 Americans hostage, have done severe damage to several of our soldiers, and Biden's still out there saying, don't, don't, don't do anything now, don't do it, don't do it. Hasn't turned off the spigot of money from oil, not with Iran, no. Given hundreds of millions to the Palestinians. Borders wide open. My God. And I will be right back. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans, about a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation, and Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this no cause. And you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. And Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and make the switch. Let's rally together, show our unwavering support for our veterans, get the best service at the best price as well. Visit puretalk.com slash Levin, puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and switch to Pure Talk today in less than 10 minutes. It's the right move, and it's the American way. The Mark Levin Show, the pool feed for the conservative media. Dive in now. 877-381-3811. As you know, I do a lot of thinking during the breaks, and I was <clears throat> thinking about this. What would Rush Limbaugh say today? What would he say? 
I think he'd be very proud of us here. I think he'd be very proud of this book, The Democrat Party Hates America. But I know something for sure. He was one of the closest friends of Israel in the media ever. He was personal friends with Benjamin Netanyahu. They adored each other. The number one all-time talk show radio host ever. Conservative. Constitutionalist. Man of deep principles. The number two, Sean Hannity. One of the greatest friends Israel's ever had and a dear friend of Bibi Netanyahu's. Every night on TV, every day on the radio, unrelenting, his defense of that tiny country and its people. Number three, I guess, would be me. (coughs) This is all interesting, isn't it? Because the Democrats control 98% of the media. Broadcast, print, all of it. They have a significant, significant part of that population that supports the Hamas Nazis and terrorism. Either explicitly or by omission and censorship. Pretty interesting, isn't it? We conservatives believe in liberty. The other side believes in evil. The son of one of the founders of Hamas, we played this on Blaze, was interviewed on CNN some time ago, eight or nine years ago. And he said, you cannot negotiate with Hamas. Hamas is not going to agree to peace or anything else. Hamas wants to destroy and eviscerate and obliterate the Jews. And he said, and that's not all. They want to obliterate the Christians. And that's not all. Non-believers. Gays. The list is a long one of what Hamas and Iran and Hezbollah want to do. to other human beings. Because the whole purpose is to impose a fundamentalist Islamic ideology. Compel it on everybody on earth. Now, Biden and the rest either don't understand it or they think they're absolutely brilliant and that they can Rejigger society, re-engineer it. And this is part of the problem with the so-called progressive ideology. This is a big problem. All these books written about talk radio and hate. And in one of these books, written by a couple professors, I'm considered the worst of the bunch. Remember that, Mr. Producer? I'm the worst. 
No, I'm the most blunt. And everything I say, I can back up. And I use reason in history. And I read on radio to you, my beloved audience, much more than any other host does. Why? Because I view this platform and millions and millions of listeners as an opportunity to pass along crucial information, not just my opinion. This is a platform here where we educate each other, where we inform each other, where we pass on knowledge and experience to each other. They don't do that on MSNBC. They don't do that on CNN. They don't do that on liberal radio. They don't do any of that. 90% of their time, they're talking about Trump. But the rest of it, they give a platform to bigots, racists, and anti-Semites who hate this country, as does MSNBC. As does MSNBC. As does The View. As do most of the network Sunday shows. Are they going to keep promoting AOC? Who just voted against a resolution? It's not even a pro-Israel resolution. It's a resolution condemning Hamas. And what Hamas did. Are they going to keep bringing on Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? And keep promoting her? And pretending that's news? They had to vote in the Senate. You know damn well Bernie Sanders would vote exactly the same way. Pramila Jayapal. She's the chairman of the progressives in the House of Representatives. She's the big boss. They're going to keep bringing her on so we can get the other side? And I have a question. The Gosheimer... And other Jewish Democrats in the House of Representatives. How can you live with yourselves? Seriously. How can you live with yourselves? One time or another, but mostly always, the Democrat Party has hated white working class Americans. White working class Americans. Union and non-union. Black Americans. Asian Americans, I mean, what the hell? FDR rounded up 130,000 without any evidence of anything. Hispanic Americans, see what's going on on the border? Most of the Americans are legal immigrants who came here properly, who live on the border in El Paso, Texas, in McAllen, Texas. Not all, don't get me wrong, but most, if not many, are Hispanic Americans. They have to deal with this. They don't like it one damn bit. And the Jewish people. The greatest friend of the Jewish people who's ever served in the Oval Office, any, and they can talk about Truman all they want, was Donald Trump. 
Donald Trump. In my view, the greatest governor who supported the Jewish community and what they've been up against is Ron DeSantis. And boy, do the media hate him too. You and I believe in true equality. You and I believe in true colorblindness. You and I believe in the founding principles of equality under the law, of a civil society where anybody can succeed, regardless of their background, their skin color. You and I believe in enforcing the law against Klansmen and neo-Nazis, but also against students for peace in Palestine, which is a Hamas front group. You and I believe in the founding of this country. The Democrat Party does not. You and I believe the American people are great. The Democrat Party does not. You and I believe in a truly free press. The press does not. You and I believe in true education. The unions, appendage of the Democrat Party, believe in brainwashing. They do not believe in a real, true education. There's a big difference in this country. And so will the media keep promoting AOC? Yes, they will. They know she's an anti-Semite. She know, they know she's part of this democratic socialist of America, which is filled with Marxists. That's their darling. Nobody gave a damn about her. The media promoted her. She's one congressional district. Why does it matter? Because they can promote their ideology through that vessel, that low IQ, truly, truly obnoxious vessel. That's why. I'll be right back. Lovin. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation, and Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this cause and you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service and pure talks plans start at just 20 bucks a month offering unlimited talk unlimited text more data and a mobile hotspot just go to puretalk.com slash levin l-e-v-i-n and make the switch let's rally together show our unwavering support for our veterans get the best service at the best price as well visit puretalk.com slash levin puretalk.com slash l-e-v-i-n and switch to pure talk today in less than 10 minutes it's the right move and it's the American way. Chris Murphy is a Democrat from Connecticut. I very much despise this man because he's a fraud and a phony. But here he is along with Poppy Harlow at CNN Today. Cut eight, go. 
But at the same time, the WHO is specifically laying out, because of this lack of power, even 130 premature babies, they said, are at risk of dying. Is it a mistake for Israel not to allow fuel in? Let, let, let's, just, let's just stop a minute. These people don't even give a crap about people being murdered in our streets every day or the horrendous numbers that pile up in Chicago. They don't give a crap about all the fentanyl coming across our border, killing 100,000 young Americans every year. They don't give a crap about any of it. All of a sudden, they're concerned about babies. Hamas wasn't concerned about babies in the Gaza Strip. They weren't concerned about them at all. And there's been more talk, more talk, about the poor Palestinians in Gaza, where Hamas has a gun to their heads, where Egypt won't let them out, where Qatar is funding Hamas, where Turkey is holding their leaders, and Qatar is holding them in five-star hotels. More talk. Then about the slaughter of the Jews, which apparently has been forgotten now. You know, as time goes on, the media can process these things. Now everybody knows from experience, it's not a first time, a one-off, that when you send food and medicine and fuel into Gaza, there is simply no way to ensure that it gets to, quote-unquote, the people. And they know as a matter of fact, that Hamas raids these UN sites and others and steals the food, steals the medicine, and they stole the fuel in 2014. So the Israelis are likely going to send their own young people to war in horrendous situations and conditions. I'm saying, hey, don't we get to defend our people? Don't we get to make sure our, our young men aren't dying all over the place? We didn't start this. But that's CNN and Poppy A-Hole. What's her name? Harlow A-Hole. Now let's hear what Chris Murphy, the Democrat senator from Connecticut, has to say. Go. It is. Fuel has to be let into Gaza. Period. Stop. The consequences. There you go. Period. Stop. That's it. We're only telling you the idea. I haven't heard a word from this administration or a single Democrat in Congress. Not one! about how many Israeli soldiers are going to die fighting a war this way. With the Biden administration and the Democrat Party's foot on their throat. Tell me, did we provide fuel to the Taliban, Mr. Producer? I mean, before Biden came in, we provided them with everything. But did we know America, did we? After 9-11, did we say, hey, look, the children, the citizens. We need to provide medicine and food and fuel to the Taliban and Al-Qaeda, wherever it is. Because, you know, we're humane. We're not like the terrorists. This is sick. Getting sicker and getting insane. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever. Safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. 
It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Sorry there, folks. It's a very big story out that... uh, Fox has been reporting on. And I want to read this to you verbatim. This is really big. By Brooke Singman. The FBI maintained more than 40 confidential human sources on various criminal matters related to the Biden family, including Joe Biden. Dating back to his time as vice president, according to information obtained by Senator Chuck Grassley. The confidential human sources, quote, provided criminal information to the FBI relating to Joe Biden, James Biden, and Hunter Biden, unquote. Those confidential human sources were managed by multiple FBI field offices across the nation, including the FBI's Seattle field office. But Grassley learned that an FBI task force within the Washington field office sought to, and in some cases successfully, shut down reporting and information from those sources by falsely discrediting the information as foreign disinformation. That effort, quote, caused investigative activity to cease, unquote. But despite these efforts by the FBI task force, Grassley said in at least one instance, a confidential human source and its information had been vetted by multiple U.S. attorneys' offices which found, quote, no hits to known sources of Russian disinformation, unquote. The revelations were laid out in a letter Grassley wrote to Attorney General Merrick Garland and FBI Director Christopher Wray late last night. The letter was exclusively obtained by Fox News Digital, so it'll be dismissed by the pro-Hamas Nazi media. So what should have happened here, Mr. Producer? Grassley should have given it to Hamas then Hamas could have released it to the media, including Reuters, AP, The Washington Post, NBC, and then the media might actually take it seriously. Grassley said, based on the information provided to my office over a period of years by multiple credible whistleblowers, there appears to be an effort within the Justice Department and FBI to shut down investigative activity relating to the Biden family, unquote. Grassley wrote to Garland and Ray, now you know why Garland will never and would never appoint a special counsel. He, there is no way he's going to let this out of his control. This is the biggest cover-up in American history. 
And it's been going on. This is just really the icing on the cake. It's, it's stunning. Grassley wrote, such decisions point to significant political bias infecting the decision-making of not only the Attorney General and FBI Director, but also line agents and prosecutors. This is why you see how they throw everything at Trump. Oh, it's a document issue. Oh, a gag order. Oh, this. Oh, that. Look at this. Grassley added, our republic cannot survive with a political infection, and you have an obligation to this country to clean the air. Grassley has been investigating for years information, records, and allegations from multiple Justice Department whistleblowers that indicate, quote, there is and has been an effort among certain Justice Department and FBI officials to improperly delay and stop full and complete investigative activity into the Biden family, including but not limited to FD1023s referencing the Biden family. Now, we know of one, right? This is why the eight boneheads and the 25 boneheads that followed them in the Republican caucus have done great damage to the country. Because we lost three weeks, and three weeks matter. An essential an FBI uh, tw- 2003 is an FBI-generated form, to remind you, used to document uh, confidential human source reporting. An essential question that must be answered is this, Grassley said. Did the FBI investigate the form information or shut it down? Noting that if those sources were improperly shut down, it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for the FBI. One critical FD-1023 in question first reported on Fox News Digital earlier this year. That form included reporting from a highly credible confidential human source who alleged a criminal bribery scheme between then-Vice President Joe Biden, his son Hunter Biden, and the founder and CEO of Ukrainian natural gas firm Burisma Holdings, Mykola Kolchevsky. The form details multiple meetings and conversations the source had with the top executive of Burisma Holdings over the course of several years starting in 2015. Hunter Biden at the time sat on the board of Burisma. The source told the FBI that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden allegedly coerced Chekhevsky to pay them millions of dollars in exchange for their help in getting the Ukrainian prosecutor investigating the company, Viktor Shokin, fired. And, of course, that's exactly what happened. The White House has denied the allegations. Oh, really? I thought they'd admit them and turn Biden over to the uh, U.S. attorney. But that form and those allegations are, quote, part of an ongoing investigative matter, which Grassley says indicates its investigative credibility and authenticity. But that form, or rather, in the letter transmitted to the Department of Justice, FBI, late last night, Grassley revealed that in December 2019, the FBI field office closed a 205B, a 205V um, kleptocracy case into Kalevsky. That probe had been opened in January 2016, by a Foreign Corrupt Practices Act squad based out of the same field office, a squad that included agents from FBI headquarters. At the time of the closing of the probe, December 2019, Hunter Biden's role on the board was heavily under the microscope. That's Burisma. Amid the first impeachment of former President Donald Trump, 
So in other words, they wanted to shut it down because they were going after Trump, the Democrats. And they didn't want a distraction, you see. The impeachment proceedings were based on a request from Trump to Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky to investigate the Biden family's business dealings in Ukraine and why the prosecutor investigating Burisma had been fired. So the truth is Trump was impeached for that because he was getting close to unraveling what actually had taken place with the Biden family in Ukraine. The Democrat Party and, of course, the reprobate Republicans along went along with it, like Dizzy Lizzie Cheney and head case Adam Kingsinger, among others. Months later, in February 2020, Grassley said a meeting took place at the FBI's Pittsburgh field office, which involved discussion about investigative matters relating to the Hunter Biden investigation and related inquiries. By March 2020, a Guardian assessment was opened in that office to analyze information about the the Bidens provided by then-Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani's being set up, too, in my opinion. Giuliani and Trump. During the course of that assessment, DOJ and FBI officials located an FD-1023 from March 1, 2017, relating to the kleptocracy investigation. But documents, the document included a reference to Hunter Biden being on the board of Burisma, which, quote, the handling agent deemed at the time non-relevant information to ongoing criminal financial case. In other words, he blew it off. When the FD-1023 was discovered, DOJ and FBI officials asked the handler for the confidential human source to re-interview the CHS, Grassley said. That is the source. Eventually, the Re-interview took place, Grassley said, in the aforementioned FD-1023 alleging a criminal scheme scheme between the then-Vice President Biden, Hunter Biden, and Zolchevsky of Burisma was created in June 2020. But federal prosecutors in Pittsburgh were, quote, limited in their investigative abilities, unquote, Grassley said, because it was merely a so-called assessment. Prosecutors were not able to issue subpoenas and search warrants, but instead only to conduct database checks. They would never call in a hitman like Jack Smith, would they? Because Jack Smith wouldn't do anything anyway. My office has been informed, writes Grassley. It's very important. My office has been informed that the FBI agents and DOJ officials working the Pittsburgh assessment had to pause their work for weeks at a time because the assessment had to be reapproved every 30 days by multiple Department of Justice and FBI officials. Can you imagine if we had all the information and communications between the Attorney General, the Deputy Attorney General, the head of the Criminal Division, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the Special Counsel's Office, what that would reveal? It would reveal a a concerted effort to take Trump out under every turn. Here's the problem, folks. If Trump is elected... If Trump is elected, it is a man that will get to the bottom of this no matter what. Because it's been done to him. It's being used against him. And so they will do everything humanly possible to prevent him, including throwing him in prison. Getting him convicted of some nonsense, some idiocy. Throwing him in prison. 
every judge involved in this case, in Manhattan, the civil case, and the D.C. case, are Democrats. Democrats. The task force attempted to shut down the investigation and the investigative steps on FD 1023 in question, saying it was subject to foreign disinformation, writes Grassley. Should be emphasized, the basis for trying to shut down the Biden family 1023 has been described by, to my office as highly suspect and is contradicted by other documents my office has been told exists within the Foreign Influence Task Force, FBI Seattle Field Office, FBI Baltimore Field Office, and FBI Headquarters. And during that same time period in August 2020, that task force traveled to Capitol Hill and, quote, improperly briefed, unquote, Grassley and Johnson on their investigation into the Biden family after pressure from congressional Democrats. That improper briefing was used by Democrats and the partisan media to falsely claim our investigation, which was based on Obama-Biden administrative records, was impacted by foreign disinformation, Grassley said. Ron Johnson has talked about this. They were set up, both senators. And then the information was leaked to the media. That they were told that this was foreign disinformation. And the Pittsburgh assessment was ultimately closed weeks later. In other words, they shut down any ability to look into the Bidens. In September 2020, and the final report of its findings was transmitted by U.S. Attorney for the Western District of Pennsylvania, Scott Brady, to the Maine Justice Department, specifically directed to Principal Associate Deputy Attorney General Rich Donahue. Rich Donahue. The subject line of that report, dated September 21, 2020, was vetting. In that report, Brady noted that investigators, quote, had limited ability to verify all information due to the lack of authorization for a grand jury. <coughs> so Maine Justice would not allow them the usual investigative tools. We heard this from the IRS, too. Those two whistleblowers. That they were actually prevented from pursuing the Bidens in a manner that is typically used, routinely used, and they were blocked and cut off by the Department of Justice. Brady's office did, however, coordinate with the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Eastern District of New York in 2020 on the FBI, on the, on the FD-1023. Both U.S. Attorney's Offices, quote, found no hits to known sources of Russian disinformation, unquote, related to the FD-1023. So the FD-1023 was said to be Russian disinformation. But when a couple of field officers actually looked at it, they said, no, it's not. No evidence for that whatsoever. Now, that report was eventually transmitted to now special counsel David Weiss, who was illegally appointed, who's been investigating Hunter Biden since 2018, five years. That probe was launched initially as a money laundering investigation in a Foreign Agents Registration Act case. And, of course, it's ongoing. Meanwhile, on a call in early October 2020, it became clear FBI agents in Delaware were in possession of email evidence that contradicted denials made by Joe Biden that he was never aware or involved in Hunter Biden's business arrangements. Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf was briefed in late October 2020 on the contents of the FD 1023 in question, but Grassley said she prevented investigators from seeking information about Joe Biden's involvement in Hunter Biden's criminal arrangements. IRS whistleblowers involved in the investigation have made similar allegations, as I just pointed out. And Grassley also noted that in October 2020, 
An avenue of derogatory Hunter Biden reporting was ordered closed at the direction of Assistant Special Agent in Charge Tim Thibault. A move that whistleblower said was made in furtherance of Auten's assessment. Grassley said publicly released portions of Thibault's interview with the House Judiciary Committee confirmed those allegations and reveals that an FBI headquarters and Baltimore element wanted the Hunter Biden reporting closed with Theobald followed through on. Theobald was the head of the uh, field office in Washington, D.C. So they killed it. The FBI declined to comment on Grassley's letter. The DOJ did not immediately respond. And weeks later, after the 2020 presidential election, Grassley and Senator Johnson made public their final report out of their probe, <clears throat> detailing their findings based on hundreds of Treasury Department SAR suspicious activity reports. Interviews, thousands of pages of government records dating back to the Obama administration. And the media could care less. As I said, the mistake Grassley and Johnson made was not giving the information to Hamas, which could then put it out in a statement, and it would receive a headline from the New York Times and the rest of the corrupt pro-Hamas, pro-Democrat party media. Our findings indicated in that report potential criminal activity to include money laundering, the respect of members of the Biden family and their business associates, as well as strong financial connections to questionable foreign nationals, foreign governments, and foreign government-linked entities, Grassley wrote. Grassley demanded the FBI and DOJ provide answers. Well, where's Mitch McConnell? Where is Mitch McConnell? Where's the Republican leadership in the Senate? Why aren't they the ones writing the letters and making demands? Well, Mitch is all tied up with the communist Chinese regime, too. Let's be honest. Peter Schweitzer's told us that over and over again. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. This is breaking now. It's not on TV. Several Jewish students are currently locked in the school library. This has been conveyed to me. As a pro-Hamas rally outside of the Cooper Union building in Cooper Union, New York. Learned the Jews were afraid and sitting in the library, then brought the protest inside and are barricading all exits. Police have been called for 40 minutes Security locked the students in as they are worried they cannot protect the Jews right now, Mr. Producer. This was just texted to me. So they're barricaded and locked into the library because they're afraid to leave. Because the pro-Hamas protesters came into the building. I'll be right back. The Mike Levin Show. This is the home of the July 4th Americans. And you can call at 877-381-3811. I have some breaking news here on this issue. See here. A security team at Cooper Union College... Locked Jewish students in the library for their safety. 
against a pro-Palestinian group that tried to break down the door against them tonight. Video taken by one of the students shows several Orthodox Jewish students trapped in the library as a mob gathered behind the door and chanted, Free Palestine. According to reports, NYPD police forces finally escorted the students out through tunnels using a back door. One of the students posted a very short video with this message. Where are the police? Where are the police? How far is this going to go, America? Can you imagine if I showed up at one of these events even by accident, Mr. Producer? Can you imagine the consequences? These students? Let's see, I'm having some additional information sent to me. I'm looking, I'm looking, stick with me. This is all live and it's breaking now. One second, please. All right, the students, as I said, were taken to safety through tunnels under the building by the NYPD. Here's another story by The Messenger. I'm looking here. I see nothing in the New York Times, nothing in the Washington Post. I see nothing on network websites, nothing. I see nothing at MSNBC. I see nothing at CNN, nothing. Here's how the messenger put it in news site, Messenger News. Video from Cooper Union College in New York City shows students locked inside a library while a pro-Palestinian protest happens outside. Some of these students trapped in the closely or the closed library appear to be wearing yarmulkes. School spokesperson Kim Newman told the messenger the library was temporarily closed as the protester marched through the building and that all students had been dispersed. Pro-Palestinian posters on campus this week appeared to blame Israel for Hamas's brutal October 7 attacks, with some saying things like, a people under occupation has only three options, resist, resist, and resist. So they were barricaded in the library. And there's no current additional reports. I'm reading as this information has been provided. Let's see. The Cooper Union for Advancement of Science and Art, founded in 1859 by Peter Cooper, is situated on the edge of Manhattan's East Village. The school's website says the Cooper Union, quote, is ranked among the most prestigious private institutions in the world with a public mission. Prepare bright, creative, and ambitious students to apply their talent and expertise to make impactful contributions worldwide. Well, they've been infiltrated, haven't they? I'm sure that Obama will put out a statement momentarily. You can kill it now. Something is going to happen. It's already happened. You know, our buddy, Charlie Kirk, one of his staffers, younger guy, who's not Jewish, 
was walking an older Jewish person to their car. Well, the students for justice in Palestine or some offshoot or some bunch, a mob, beat the hell out of this guy. I posted this video. That is, the young man who was helping the older Jewish gentleman. And there have been other acts of violence by these groups. Because, folks, look. The Marxists, the terrorists, these are brown shirts. That's what they are. We get lied to by our politicians, left and right, about how the Palestinian people really don't believe in what's being done in their name. They just don't believe it. And that we need to separate them from from the worst of them. And yet you don't see any of that. I've gone through at length here and on Fox and on Blaze, the funding sources for these groups, and still conservative commentators and hosts on TV ignore it. The rest of the media ignore it. It's not made up. It's real. We have been and are being infiltrated. There's money flowing into this country to fund these front groups. We have FBI wiretapped information when the FBI used to really be great about who's behind it and who's doing what. You can go to the CARE website right now, C-A-R, you can see what they're up to. And these protests are going to go on and on and on because the network has been activated. The pro-Hamas Hitlerian network has been activated. And so there is no academic freedom. There is no free speech. There is no debate. And it's about time all liberals wake the hell up to this. And it's about time all liberals wake up to the fact that the Democrat Party gives these people a home. Not Democrats per se, like many of you, the Democrat Party. This is a combination of Marxism with the Democratic Socialists and Middle East Nazism. It's what it is. And they intend to purify the world. Rid, rid everybody. Get rid of everybody. Al-Qaeda didn't attack the United States because it was out to get the Jews. Al-Qaeda attacked the United States because it was out to get Americans. All these other attacks on America, scores of them over the decades, were aimed at red-blooded Americans. Now Joe Biden keeps saying, don't do this, don't do that. Today he again attacked the Israelis for defending themselves in Judea and Samaria. And he called them extremists. Why? Because in Joe, Bi- Joe Biden is a pig. Because the Jews that live in Judea and Samaria, he believes, are there illegitimately. They're occupying the land. This is Judea and Samaria, and this is his two-state solution. This is what he has in mind. 
He wants to impose that on the Israelis. It's a dangerous, stupid, vile man, this Joe Biden. And he's a liar. And he lies to us, and he lies constantly, and he's a crook. And he's got these Ivy School elitist ideologues that Obama brought into government that are all over the Biden administration. Blinken was deputy secretary of state under Biden. Sherman, or Sullivan, was another Bidenite. May they bring in their buddies. Pro-Iranian. Iranian operatives. To the highest levels of the State Department. To negotiate with the Iranians. And he's getting an ambassador to Israel from the United States. With the help of the Democrats. And Rand Paul. Was behind much. Of the effort to fund the Iranians. During the Obama administration. Good job, Rand. Jackass. That's a foreign war. Well, if it's a foreign war, why do they keep attacking us here in America? If it's a foreign war, why do they keep telling us they're going to attack us here in America? Why do you think we have a TSA that takes your toothpaste away? And your nail clippers away? Why do you think you have to take your clothes off and go through these monitors? Because of the people who want to kill us. That's why. The Rand Paul, that's a foreign war. That's none of our business. Right, right, dummy. Right, dummy. He's an ideologue. I've said a hundred times, foreign policy is about prudence. P-R-U-D-E-N-C-E. Prudence. Not about ideology. What's in the best interest of the American people? Well, let me ask you. Is digging a hole in the sand and sticking your head in it? Is that the best interest of the American people? There's reality. Prudence recognizes reality. There's reality. And this isn't. A situation anymore where we're protected by our oceans. When missiles can hit us in 30 seconds. Make that 30 minutes. Although with hypersonic missiles now, the Chinese and the Russians are way ahead of us. Yeah, of course. We don't have money to defend ourselves. No, that's the way it should work. All the money we need to defend ourselves and everything else comes second. Second. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Mark, Mark, why do you keep focusing on all this? Can't you move on, ladies and gentlemen? As much as this is a Jewish thing, it is clearly not only a Jewish thing. 9-11 was not a Jewish thing. And Iran is focused on America more than anything and anyone else. If they succeed at any level, whether it's with Israel or any other country or any other people, they're not going to be done. You don't need an alliance with China, North Korea, and Russia 
Do you? Unless you have a worldwide strategy. I'm sick of the isolationists in both parties who pretend that we're responsible for all this, that we're widening the war. The war is here in America. They've now stolen our college campuses from us. They've stolen them from us. They've stolen our media from us. Right here from within, our culture is dying. These things don't just happen. I've told you many, many times, one of the weaknesses with liberty is that liberty is exploited by tyranny. And free people have never really figured out how to deal with that. That's precisely what's happening today. The attack on our culture, the attack on our history, the attack on our great heroes, our founders and our framers. The attack on our institutions, the Constitution. All this is happening under the tutelage of the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party has been and devoured by these movements. As it was devoured by other movements in the beginning of the history of the Democrat Party. I know, it seems, uh, for those of us who pay attention and care, it seems insurmountable, it seems daunting. Well, maybe daunting, but it's not insurmountable. We stay focused. If we gather as much information as we can, we talk to our friends, family, co-workers, colleagues, and neighbors. We alert them, educate them. And the whole purpose, <coughs> excuse me, the Democrat Party hates America. It's a compendium of history, facts, Events that lay it all out. Ask Matt Schlapp over there at ACU and CPAC, who started reading it, said to me today, it was stunning. We salute all you heroes out there. We stand with our brothers and sisters in Israel. And God bless each and every one of you. I'll see you tomorrow. 